Well, hello everybody. Hope you're having a great day today wherever you are. I'm Ronnie Jordan and welcome to Oh, the Stories I'll Tell. And today's story is, is, is uh, maybe you'll find a little humorous. I hope you do. You know, uh, here in the great state of Texas, we rarely get snow and certainly not enough usually to go skiing or anything like that. But the older I get, the more I realize that I should have started some things a bit earlier. Now, a few years ago, my wife and I were invited to visit some longtime friends up in far northern Idaho. They wanted us to experience snow. So, having lived in Texas all our lives, we'd never experienced significant snowfalls before, so we agreed to go. And upon arriving, we learned that they had planned a full day of snow skiing for the two of us. Wow. Skiing? Well, the wife and I, for whatever reason, had never even attempted it. But both of us agreed we were ready. So, I gave my phone to our hostess, who was unable to ski for some health reasons at the time, and I told her to take as many pictures as she wanted, record hundreds of them, I said, because I want to record this historic event. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details, but you know, a photo is worth a thousand words. And that roll of pictures, that file of pictures, tells my story pretty well. First of all, I had to borrow a ski suit. And the only one they had that would fit me was bright purple. And I'm going to tell you that bright purple ski suit jumps out at you in every picture, even when taken about a quarter of a mile away. And in every picture, and I mean every picture, I am face down in the snow. Now, I love kids, but I have to admit to you, I began to get a little perturbed at those three- and four-year-olds who would fly past me and point and giggle. And one of them even said, Oh, my goodness, look, Barney the dinosaur is down again. Oh, they all got a big laugh out of that. Well, there's nothing funny about a grown man gasping for breath, lying face down in the snow with skis stuck in the air in opposite directions. Now, we did decide to take some lessons. And according to the instructor... I'm the only student he has ever had who managed to bowl over every other member of the class. In fact, at one point, he told me to sit down and that he would be with me in a moment. So I squatted down in the snow and felt like a child who'd been misbehaving and being corrected by standing in the corner, but I sat there for a good little while while I watched him teach the other students, both young and old, how to ski. 
And the more I watched, I thought, you know, I can do that. So with his back to me, I got up and took both of those sticks that you have, and I pushed off, and folks, I, I'm not proud of this, but I started heading straight for his back, and I couldn't stop. I didn't know how to stop, and I ran into him. He was totally unexpecting me, and I knocked him flat on the ground. Well, he wasn't too happy with me, of course, but in a little while he worked with me. It never got any better. But the next day, however, was snowmobiling day. And having never driven a motorcycle or a jet ski, I had made up my mind that I wasn't even going to try it. But after a few encouraging words from our host, I decided to go for it. And go for it, I did. Oh, let me tell you without any doubt, I loved it. It was one of the easiest things I'd ever done. Oh, the power of that snow ski. Oh, the exhilaration. The wind blowing um, under my hairpiece. I might as well be honest about it. I found myself practically flying across beautiful, huge, snow-covered meadows, up and down small hills became an absolute joyride. I couldn't believe that I'd never experienced anything like this before. Well, I didn't go too far. And later that morning, someone got the idea to tie a small children's sled behind the snowmobile. An adult would climb into the sled, put a child in his lap, and the driver would take the two of them on a slow ride around the countryside. Oh, it was just beautiful. It looked like something out of a Courier and Ives painting, to be honest with you. Well, one of the young men asked me if I would consider pulling him around in the sled. Now, here's a teenager, and realizing that I wasn't too experienced after only a couple of small rides on the, or drives on the snowmobile, I suggested he get one of the older adults to do it who was more experienced. No, he said. Ronnie, I want a wild and woolly ride, and I know you can give it to me. I saw you earlier. Well, <laughs> that was all it took. He climbed into the sled. I climbed into the snowmobile, and we were off. Oh, I heard him back behind me laughing and hollering and having the time of his life at the end of that long rope as he sat on that tiny little plastic sled. And I would make sharp turns, and he would come sliding up alongside of me. Oh, we were having the time of our life. But generally speaking, my mind, however, was on avoiding small pines and cedars that covered the countryside. Well, at one point, after we'd been doing this for quite a while, off in the distance at our home base, I could see all of a sudden the other adults and children jumping up and down and yelling at me. 
Well, immediately I thought, oh, they want me to give him a faster, wilder ride. Well, the outer perimeter of that beautiful snow-covered meadow measured at least a mile or two. And I made it around that thing in record time. As I came sliding into home base, I immediately noticed everyone running toward me, pointing behind me to where my partner was riding. The looks on their faces told me something wasn't right. You've lost him. He's fallen off. They were all yelling at me at the same time. To my utter amazement, I turned around and saw what remained of that little child's sled. It was all busted to smithereens. My passenger was nowhere in sight. And I did not know what to do. But at that moment, off in the distance, someone saw the beginning of his head as it slowly came up over the hill as he was walking the half a mile or two back to the base. And my first thought, oh, thank goodness, he's alive. I hadn't killed him, but I strongly suspect at that moment, if he'd been honest with me, he would have loved to have killed me. Well, my mama used to say something about the importance of always looking ahead, but that you needed to look back occasionally to see where you've been. Gosh, I wish I'd done it that day. So today, why don't you learn from my mistakes? Why don't you try something new? But for Pete's sake, look back occasionally to see what kind of a mess you might be making. Well, that wraps up our little podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed that true story. That little young man is nearly grown now, and he never fails to mention about the day that I nearly killed him. (laughs) Well, I've got about 20 followers on my podcast. I hope you'll follow me. I hope you'll punch the follow button and uh, join the others who've decided to do that. We only have 20 so far, so we need a lot more than that, I would think. But anyway, I've enjoyed this today very much, as I always do. I'm 80 years old, and doing a podcast at my age, most folks my age say, you do what? But anyway, it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy telling these stories. I've got hundreds more to tell you, so join us every few days. We'll do another one. Until then, remember what I always close with. Remember, yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Have a good day, everybody.